You are so good, Jesus. You are so good. You are so holy. You are so praiseworthy, God. You are so excellent in all your ways. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we worship you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Uh, what's up? Good morning, brother. Good morning. Good morning, this is Rebecca. Good morning, sister Rebecca. Good morning. Good morning. Y'all staying warm? <laughs> Trying to. <laughs> Trying to. <laughs> oh, I know here in, in Texas, we're... We're down into twenties and it's like it's like below twenty to us. I mean it's it's horrible. Yeah, we have um I'm not sure what the temperature is. Maybe brother Emma you can pull it up. I'm not sure what I think the it's negative is. negative twenty four or something like that. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there no. you go. <laughs> there you go, there you go, no. there you go. I well, think I'll I'll stay in Texas. <laughs> yeah, that's where our brother Emma is trying to escape to right now. Oh, I know oh. the Nicole's coming there too now. <laughs> oh no! Uh-uh. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, welcome, siblings. Welcome. Um, I'm just going to do a song before we begin. You know, we all actually know this song. Here's my heart, Lord. We know this song, but I was worshiping with this song last night as I was just meditating on the word for today and just encouraging myself from the Lord and just worshiping with this song. Here's my heart, Lord. And the Lord just led me to revise it. So I hope the maker of this song can forgive me. But I just began to worship with it and just revised it according to what the word was for today. About how life and death is in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. And as this song, as I as I was singing this song, and the song says, speak what is true. Right? And I just begin to sing. Speak what is pure, speak what is holy, speak what is praiseworthy, speak what is good. And I just began to worship with it, and it, like, totally changed the entire song. And so it is literally part of just my ministering for today, because what the Lord led me to to create out of it, this revision of this song is just part of what I will be ministering on today, and I'm just going to open up with it. So just uh, just worship with me, siblings. Just worship. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Speak what 
separating body down to the bones and the marrow, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You speak what's true. You speak what is true. Your word is true, Lord. You speak what is true. What you said about me, Lord, is true. You speak what is true. I come into agreement with you, Lord. And I speak what is true. I speak what is true. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. I thank you, Lord God, for your move within this gathering, this place that, Lord, your people have gathered to worship and to praise you and to exalt you for who you are. And, Lord, we seek after your face. We seek after your presence. We seek after your character to know you more, to gain understanding of even who we are, God, and whose we are. That, Lord God, that we are not double-minded, that we are not easily tossed to and fro, God, because we are solid and rooted in the truth of who you are. And we speak what is true. We speak the things that are pure and holy and praiseworthy and the things that are good because you are all these things, God. And that is what we have to use our mouths for, to bless you, to worship you, to praise you, to exalt you, to speak the things that are true. That our lives, that our, that our mouths bring forth living water out of the belly because you are within us. Your power is within us, God. So, Lord, I just thank you for this time of the word and the rivers of living water that are about to pour forth from you, Holy Spirit. That you will speak and say what you hear Jesus say, say as he intercedes on our behalf today. Seated at the right hand of the Father. Lord, we look forward to your return. We look forward to the redemption of these mortal bodies of death that we must inhabit to be a part of this world, to live in this world, to fulfill the promises that you have said about our lives, God, that even though we are in this world, we're not of it. We must affect it with change. We must occupy until you come. So encourage us in this place, Lord God, that you have gathered us, your people, to learn and to grow, to be edified, to subdue the flesh, this body of death, to receive healing in our souls, renewal in our minds, a clean heart, our spirit, man, strengthened, fortified, testifying with you, Holy Spirit, about what is true, what is good, what is holy and praiseworthy. And Lord, I surrender all right now, God. I surrender all, God. It is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And Lord Jesus, you speak. You speak what is true to your people. You speak that you give them ears to hear what you're saying to the churches in these last days. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
All right, everyone, welcome to our our daily hope in Jesus prayer huddle. I just praise God for all who have gathered, all who are listening, all who have still yet to come to join us. Thank you, Lord, for these mighty men and women of God. Lord, I just praise I, and I and I just want to just go through our our morning routine of just uh, um, there are four leaders. We take a turn by turn, 30 days, 30 topics. We take it by turn to go through these topics as the leaders, as, um, Sis Ruta, Brother Emmett, Sis Ronnie, and myself. And I'm sure further down the road, God will have others who will join us, uh, um, and uh, as leaders and bringing the word. So we look forward to that day. And, and so I'm just going to jump now into the word for today. Oh, and just also, also make everyone, make it known to everyone. If you do not know, we are recording this. Hallelujah. I am still kind of adjusting, transitioning from worship right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so yeah, we are recording. We are recording right now, and and uh, we, we'll get into our time of. Uh, we just encourage everyone to please share your prayers and your testimonies, and uh, but if you do not want your prayers and testimonies recorded, we can edit it out of the recording. But please, feel free, feel free to share your prayer requests and your testimonies that we can stand with you and be encouraged by what God is doing in your life. All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Abba. <laughs> All right. So today we are talking just as I was uh, worshiping about speaking what is true about the power of the tongue. Okay. The tongue, how it has so much power to it. We, we often, we have thought about it as just an organ within the body. But the tongue is more than just an organ in the body. Because even though we have these bodies of death, okay, these fallen bodies, we have not received our renewed bodies yet, right? Because the whole earth has not been renewed. Therefore, humanity has not received their renewed bodies. When the earth is renewed by the new Jerusalem, by the heaven and the earth becoming one, we too will receive our new body. So we must contend with these bodies of death. And the tongue is an aspect of these bodies of death. And the tongue can either go this way or it can go that way. It can either be a tongue of life or it can be a tongue of death. Okay, Romans I go into Romans chapter 8, verses 5 to 8, because before I get into my the actual scripture of Proverbs, chap, Proverbs chapter 18, verses 20 to 21, I just want to give a kind of a background the, that the current state, as I was saying, of the human flesh, okay, is death. There is death in our members. But and the, and the rejuvenated spirit of the man, of a believer, is life. Okay? So the human flesh is death. 
But the rejuvenated spirit of the man is life. A believer. You have to have, you have to be a believer. You have to have called upon Jesus Christ as Lord and have received the Holy Spirit, have been baptized in water. These are the criterions. And your spirit becomes renewed. Your spirit is then filled with the life of the Holy Spirit. But we must still contend with these bodies of death. So it says in Romans chapter 8, verses 5 to 8, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. For those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. But to be carnally minded, okay, which is fleshly, is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So there are two minds. There are two minds warring for control of our souls. The mind of the spirit, which is life and peace. The mind of the flesh, that the, the flesh has a mind. The mind of the flesh. That's why mankind, we're spirit, we're soul, we're body. The mind has its, the, the, the flesh has its own mind. And the flesh is warring against the spirit for uh, uh, influence over the soul. So we must choose, we who have this consciousness, that's why every day is a renewing of the mind. We must be renewing our mind with God's word, with God's truth, on the things that are true, the things that are good, the things that are pure, the things that are praiseworthy. Meditate on these things, we're told. Because if we meditate on the things of the world, we're feeding the mind of the flesh. When we're meditating on the things of God, we're feeding the mind of the spirit. We get spirit, we have life, and we have peace. So just kind of giving a background to the scripture of Proverbs 18, verse 20 to 21, that life and death is in the power of the tongue. But going on to Romans, it says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Enmity is the enemy. The carnal mind is an enemy of God, rebellious towards God, hates God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Okay, and we know that the law of God, Jesus, Jesus said, we know that there are many laws of God. We know that there are the moral laws and the laws that were given to the children of Israel. All right, there are 10 moral laws. And Jesus sums them all into being this one line. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. The carnal mind can't do this. The carnal mind does not love God. Therefore, the carnal mind cannot love itself. It cannot love the person. It cannot love spirit, soul, or body. The carnal mind hates itself. Therefore, the carnal mind hates everybody else. So we wonder why the world is in the state that it's in. Why are people behaving the way they are? They are they're behaving. Because people hate themselves. They don't love God. They don't love God. Even, I mean, we got to really question 
do we love God when we're behaving the way we're behaving sometimes? Am I loving God in this? Am I loving God in this? Because that's where it all stems from. Am I loving God in this? So going on. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Okay, it can't be. It just can't be. It can't. It's not possible for the carnal mind, the flesh, to love God. The flesh does not love God. That's why we will get a new flesh, a rejuvenated flesh, because that flesh cannot abide in the new Jerusalem. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. That's Romans chapter 8, verses 5 to 8. Okay? And then I'm, now I'm going to read Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 24, before I get into Proverbs, verses 18 uh, chapter 18, verses 20 to 21, because it talks about the fruits that comes forth, right? Which, what kind of fruits do we love uh, 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 based, on, uh, based on how we speak, right? You will know them by their fruits, the Bible says. So I just want to go through Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 25, that talks about the, the fruits of the flesh and the fruits of the spirit. And remember now, flesh, death, spirit, life. Okay? So it says in Galatians chapter 5, starting at verse 19, now the works of the flesh are evident. The works, just, just replace flesh. Remember, we we're talking about this when I ministered last Saturday, that how words, the words in scripture are just, they're so connected. They're almost synonyms. They're, they're almost like synonyms to each other. So it says, now the works of the flesh, so the works of the flesh, we just replace flesh with death. Now the works of death are evident. Sexual immorality. We're talking about adultery. We're talking about fornication. We're talking about homosexuality. Okay? Impurity. Uncleanness. It's so crazy because, um, you know, as parents, we're trying to, we try to train up our children and be like, hey, you got to take a shower. You got to brush your teeth. You got to comb your hair. You got to be clean. Clean yourself. And, and I know it's, you know, that's just base level right there. That's just base level. But the Bible talks about how cleanly, cleanliness is next to godliness. Like that, that, that we must take care of ourselves because that's part of aspect of loving yourself. When you take care of yourself, even though these bodies of death, you're willing to take care of because you still got to live in it. You still have to live in this body of death. You still have to put the right kind of food into it. You still have to exercise. You still have to get sleep. Because like the Lord has shown me, he's like, a lot of the times you're not under demonic affliction. You just need sleep. You, you may be grumpy because you just need sleep. You may have a headache because you haven't drank enough water that day. So it's not always, you know, the enemy coming after you. It, where you're just not taking a better care of yourself. So And God expects us to be clean. He expects us to be clean. That's why he tells us, even when you're fasting, don't sit in sackcloth and ashes. 
so that everybody can see how you're fasting or you're, and you're moping in your face and just dragging around. Like, no, the Lord says, clean yourself up. He says, clean yourself up. Don't, don't, the other people don't need to know, you know, that you're displayed, that you, how, how righteous you are because you're fasting. Clean yourself up. Brush your teeth, take a shower, bath, whatever. Clean yourself up, off and go about your business. Okay, I, I spent way too long on that. <laughs> Sensuality, okay? Sensuality being seductive. Idolatry, having other gods. We can't have other gods. These are all aspects of death. Whatever, what do you love more than God? That can even be a person. Idolatry. What, 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 what things do you love more than God? What, what, what is vying more for your attention more than God? Idolatry. Sorcery, which is manipulation. It's witchcraft. Bring it down to what the Bible says. It's disobedience. Disobedience is as a sin of witchcraft. And that's what they're talking about here, sorcery. And sorcery comes in many forms. Sorcery is also a curse. Disobedience is a curse. You're bringing a curse upon generations, not just yourself. There are people who need your obedience to God because he tells us to do something. You don't do it. There are people who are going to suffer. This ain't just about you and God interaction. There are other, he, he came to set the captives free. And like God has shared with me, the reason why we're here, we are here to fulfill destinies. So there is a destiny to my life that needs to fulfill. And an aspect of that destiny is to set captives free. And if I'm not being obedient to God, I can't do that. So we have sorcery, we have enmity. We talk about being an enemy to God, hating God, strife. All right. And enemies, and if you, if you got enmity and strife and jealousies, those are the other strife, jealousies, enmity, fits of anger. Okay, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, all these things. If we, are, we, if we are displaying it towards other people, it goes back to, do you love God? Do you love God? Are you loving God in this? Are you loving God in partaking with this fight you're in right now? Is this loving God? I'm not even talking about, is this loving you yet? Is it loving God? So these are all aspects of death, the flesh. Okay? We have drunkenness. I don't need to explain that. We have orgies. Okay? And, 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 and I'm sure, Paul, and, and these things are still part, they're still happening today. All of these things I just listed are still happening today. Even though this were, these were all happening in Paul's time and he's talking, he's talking to the Galatians because they were practicing all these things. And we do have people coming into the world, coming into the world. We do have people coming out of the world into serving Jesus who are still struggling with some of these things. So we got to let them know you can't practice these things. You can't do these things. You got to put it aside and serve Jesus. Okay. And it says, and things like these, I warn you, 
as I warned you before, that those who do such things in the King James and New King James Version, because I'm reading from the ESV right now, it says those who do these things, who practice, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those who are practitioners of death will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then it goes on to, but the fruits of the spirit, remember, spirit is life and is peace. But the fruit of the spirit is love, it's joy, it's peace, it's patience, it's kindness, it's goodness, it's faithfulness, it's gentleness, and self-control. It's very clear. You can't have love if you don't love God. That's what we're told in the First Corinthians 13. Even though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and I have not love, I'm a noisy gong. And I've come to realize that just like how these words are all synonymous, because the Bible tells us that God is love. He is love. Even if I take care of the poor, but I do not have love, even if I can prophesy, but I do not have love, God is love. If I don't have God and I'm out there doing it, I'm just doing all these religious activities and they mean nothing. They mean nothing. I'm really just doing it for myself. It's crazy because I don't even really love myself. So then it's all in vain. Vanity, vanity, all is vanity. If I don't love God, this is like what we must be cultivating to love God. Our daily life must be filled with seeking to love God, seeking the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, how can I love God more? How can I love the Father more? How can I love the Son, you Holy Spirit? How can I love you more? Teach me to love you. This should be the cry of our heart. This is how we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. To love God, because this is how every other thing is then fulfilled. This is how you can actually love yourself. This is how you can actually love others as you love yourself. To love God. To not compromise your loving God with the things of the world. Jesus says, if you do not hate Oh, my goodness. If you do not hate your father and mother, sister, brother, your wife, your husband, your children, to follow me, to love me, you're not worthy of me. That is tough. That is harsh. And Jesus, of course, isn't talking about you shouldn't love them, but that your love for God supersedes all else. Our love for God supersedes all else. We are in an age. We are in an age where, huh? I mean, it's so crazy because the, the Bible says the, the, in the last days, men will be lover of themselves. But you can switch that around that they will actually be haters of themselves. They would hate themselves even more in the last days because they're not loving God. They're not loving God. So they're actually haters of themselves. Hmm. 
So we need love. Spirit. The mind of the spirit. Cultivating the mind of the spirit. Seeking after God. Seeking after his guidance. Seeking after, after the leading of the Holy Spirit. The word of God says uh, in, in Psalm 16, uh, David's proclaiming, Lord, you lead me into all truth. You show me the path of life. You show me the path of life. This is what I'm always asking the Lord. Lord, show me the path of life. Show me the path of the spirit. Show me the path of life, Lord. I want to travel that path because that's what the Lord has told us. He said, I have placed before you this day, life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Choose life. Choose the spirit. Choose to, to cultivate the mind of the spirit. Focus on the things that are good and holy and praiseworthy, the things that are true and pure. What are these things? But we're so easily focused on the things that trigger and cultivate the things of the flesh. we got to be careful. What are we meditating on? That's a question all of you got to ask yourself. What are you meditating on the most throughout your day? It will tell you which mind you're actually feeding. Because here's the thing. Even in the body, we know that protein helps to develop a growing mind, a growing brain protein. So we must develop the growing mind of our spirit man with that spiritual protein, which is the word of God, the bread of life, that meat, because everything that God did in the wilderness of providing for the Israelites with bread and meat, that was the spirit, that, that was the physical manifestation of what God is doing for us today providing us bread and meat. That's why we can't get tired of the bread and meat and start complaining about it. They started complaining about the bread and meat in the wilderness. We can't complain about the bread and meat. We can't complain about the living water that's pouring from a rock. They, they had a rock, a rock following them. That water we pour out of. And they were still complaining against the Lord. Are we complaining against the Lord? When we have living water, when we have the bread and we have the meat of God, but we're choosing not to utilize it because it's boring. The word of God is boring because we want to read it with the flesh or read it with our intellect that we've gained in the soul. You can't read it, the word of God like that. You have to read the word of God. Through, the, through spiritual eyes and ears. That, that is the only way it can be retained. That's the only way you, you will up, obtain understanding of it. That's the only way you can feed the mind of the spirit and give it that spiritual protein that it needs. So Proverbs 18, verses 20 to 21, it says, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. 
So I just gave all of you the fruits, two kinds of fruits, or two kinds of trees with the different variations of fruits on them, the tree of life, the tree of death. And it says that a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. So what kind of fruits are we putting in our mouths? And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. How significant the fruits we are eating, the, the importance of our spiritual, soulish, carnal mouths, what we're putting into them. Also, what we have been cultivating, because it, it, the, the, the scripture is talking about it as though we are fa farmers. And we are farmers because Jesus, like a sower, went out to sow. We are sowers. We are farmers. We are cultivators. What are we cultivating in our lives? Okay? What are we cultivating in our lives with the way that we're speaking? The things that we're saying into the atmosphere. The thing, because, I mean, there are, there is power in the tongue. There is power in our words. Man, wow, especially as believers, we must be so careful because we have been filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And the things that we say, they have power to them. The way God, God, the Bible says that we are made fearfully and wonderfully. It's not just talking about how complicated the human body is. Because the human body is so complicated that the, 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 the doctors have not even discovered all the things about the human body yet. They don't even know what they're fully doing. But I'm talking about past that. They don't even understand the soul fully. And we go past that. They want to ignore the spirit. And the spirit man is who we truly are. And that spirit man has power. Even a dead spirit has power. But who's running that dead spirit? Who's ruling that dead spirit? It ain't God. Because death is a disconnection from God. Death, death is a, a, a yeah is a disconnection from God. It's an absence of life, an absence of light. But the enemy can usurp the human spirit and use it for his whims, for his will. You see the you see the the Satanists, the people practicing witchcraft and sorcery. You guys know the things that they're capable of doing, the things that they say. I mean, look at Balaam. Balaam was a sorcerer. Balaam wasn't a child of God. He wasn't an Israelite. He wasn't a Hebrew. But the dude could bless people and they'd be blessed and curse people and they'd be cursed by his words. He had a dead spirit. Got to be careful. What are we speaking? What are we saying? What are we saying to other people? Look, we get hurt. 
we get hurt. We get harmed. We get insults slinged at us, especially by those who know us the most. Because familiarity, familiarity, <laughs> that word is always tripping my tongue. But it breeds contempt when people are comfortable with us. When they become so comfortable with us, they become contemptuous. They become contemptuous towards us. And we often do the same. We often do the same. And we get hurt or we hurt them. And I'm going to advise, you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Begin to pray in that moment and say, Lord, set a guard upon my mouth and a watch upon my lips. If you know that you are a type of person who struggle with even just saying, because there is there are issues of the heart happening and you're struggling in your heart, just pray. Pray this over yourself. Lord, set a guard upon my mouth and a watch upon my lips, and the Lord will do it. Because I get it, and God also gets it. We get hurt. Our hearts get wounded, but we still must be careful for what we're cultivating with our words in spite of what the enemy is using other people to do and say against us. Don't just be the type of person that just speaks whatever comes to your carnal mind. Because you know, we, know, we all know people like that. Some of us may be people like that. Whatever comes to your mind, you speak it. But that whatever is coming to your carnal mind, don't speak it. Do not speak whatever comes to your carnal mind. It's not okay. And there are people who believe it's okay. Well, I just, I just say what I think. Which mind are you thinking with? Are you thinking with the mind of the spirit? Or are you thinking with the mind of the flesh? Because if you're thinking with the mind of the spirit, as we have already discovered, you're going to speak life and peace. But if you're speaking with the mind of the flesh, you're always most certainly going to speak death. And because you don't love God, you don't care that you're speaking death. As for me and my house, and I'm going to say this, I'm not talking about the house that I live in that's keeping me out from the, uh, uh, keeping me warm from the negative 24 degree weather. I'm talking about the temple of the living God. This house, as for me and my house, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to guard my heart. Set a watch upon my mouth, a guard upon my lips, and seek a renewal of my mind if I am struggling with just spitting out whatever is coming out of it. As for me and my house, we will praise the Lord. I have come to understand this scripture more in depth, that we often think that it's the house or the group of people. Yeah, I'm, it's also talking about that, but we forget that we are the temples, the house of God individually. So as for me and my house, we will praise the Lord. I will speak on the things that are pure, good, holy, and praiseworthy. And in those times that I struggle to do so, I'm going to seek the face of God, just like I was doing this morning before the prayer line. 
seeking the face of God for the issues of my heart, the pain that I felt within my heart. Because I know that's where my help comes from. That's how when I begin to speak, I'm going to speak life. I will speak from the spirit and not from the flesh. I don't want to live that life anymore. The scripture goes on to say, death, which is a separation from God, and life, oneness with God, are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Who do you love? Who do you love the most? And when you discover who you love the most, you will discover why you function the way you do. Why I function the way I do. Who do you love the most? Who is truly God? We have to be honest with ourselves. Who is truly God in our lives? Jesus, thank you, Lord. Who is truly God? I'm going to close with this scripture. James chapter 3, verses 1 to 18. This scripture really ministered to me. The tongue is uncontrollable, untamable, and can only be spiritually led. We cannot try to utilize carnality to control a carnal member of the body must be spiritually led. All things must be done in spirit and in truth. For that is how we worship God. But I read the scripture, James chapter 3, verses 1 to 18. It says, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. But we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. Mm. You know that's not true. Able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot, de- the pilot desires. So who's the pilot? It's a question. Who is the pilot? Is the flesh the pilot or is the spirit the pilot? Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest, a little fire kindles, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. We know that iniquity is the uh, um, direct and deliberate twisting of God's word 
of God's truth to fit sin. In other words, it is pride. It's a lot of pride that pours out of these mouths. When we want to justify ourselves, when we're taking, when the Lord says vengeance is mine. Pray for that individual. Pray for that about that situation. Pray about what is going on. Seek the Lord. Run into the tall tower and the fortress that is our God and try and do not take vengeance for yourself. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea, is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. No carnal man. No uh, 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 mind of the flesh can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father. And with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Mankind is made in God's image and likeness, and we're cursing them. We're saying all kinds of stuff about them. We're gossiping about people, talking down about them, cursing someone out, using our tongues in horrible ways, but yet we're saying we're blessing God. In the next moment, that's the serpent's tongue. It's a forked tongue. It's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. That's not who we are. We can't be that. And with it, we curse men who have been made in similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. We must be singularly minded and our tongue can only be led by the mind of the spirit. Our tongues can only be spiritually led. We cannot try to lead it carnally. We cannot try to use it carnally. It can only be used spiritually. That's why the gift of prophesying, even prophesying, has to be coming from the spirit. Not from the soul, not from the flesh, but from the spirit of God. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in meekness and of wisdom, humility, that our works, everything we do must be through humility. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, why are you doing what you're doing? Who do you love? As we were talking about before, who do you love? What is this all about? Why 
why are you even doing what you're doing? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Who do I love? Is this about me? Or is this about Christ? It's a question we must ask ourselves in every fork in the road. Is this about me? Or is this about Christ? Is this death? Or is this life? But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. Be honest. Be straightforward. Confess your sins. Let us confess our sins to one another so we can pray for one another. Do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. It is the fruits of the flesh. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. They just, James just reiterated what Paul was saying. But of course, all of this comes, all, all of this is God-breathed. All of this is God, it's all coming from the Holy Spirit. So the correlation is there. Fruits of the fruits of, fruits of the of the flesh from Galatians. We're in James chapter three right now. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruits, the fruit of righteousness, is sown in peace by those who make peace because the spirit is life and is peace. That is the mind we must have daily and seek to cultivate daily the mind of the spirit. To turn our attention away from the things of the world. The Lord, the Lord said in the last days, lawlessness will increase. It's not that we shouldn't be informed about what's going on but it cannot be our main focus it's distraction there are so many distractions that have been set up all the movies that are coming out the music all that stuff things happening politics government whatever distractions it cannot be our main focus we know these things so we can pray about them we can call them down trample over them as the snakes and scorpions that they are we must seek after life and peace. And that only comes through the Holy Spirit. That only comes by us functioning by our human spirit. Cultivate the mind of the spirit siblings. That is how you speak life. Amen. Amen. Brother Emmett or Sis Ruda, are either of you available to bring forth the manna? Yes, I am here. Thank you so much, Brother Prince, for that word. Oh, Lord be to God. Praise the Lord. Thank you for being an honorable vessel this morning and uh, bringing that word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now we're going to move on to our daily manna. 
And this is simply a, a reminder to us as his disciples um, to let go of yesterday, um, to not be like our older siblings in the Israelites. Um, so let's get into that and be encouraged, be edified, and be comforted in the Lord this morning, not only by the Word of God, but also in um, the, our everyday manna, amen, which is the Word of God as well. All right, every new day is new manna. Every day is our daily bread. In the wilderness, the children of Israel were given new manna at the beginning of each new day. They collected as much as they needed and had to consume it all, not leaving any for the next day. Those who took more than they needed could not consume it all and tried to keep it for the next day, only to find it had become rancid, foul, and full of worms. God said that these people were disobedient, stiff-necked, and were hard of hearts. And we know that disobedience is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness that of idolatry. Disobedience is witchcraft because it is pride, the iniquity which has found in Satan and his angels. And it proclaims that one does not need God, knows better than God, and that they are God. This is why disobedience and stubbornness is synonymous for stubbornness says that I am a God, therefore causing that one to fall into idolatry. And this is how the children of Israel, while in and out of the wilderness, were functioning. This how we have and are often functioning as children of God in these last days. Jesus, the word, the same word God spoke to bring forth manna, Jesus was the manna from heaven to feed the children in the wilderness. Jesus, the word, the bread of life, then gave us a prayer to pray to daily be in agreement with God and show appreciation to him. Jesus gave we, his disciples, the Lord's prayer. And the Lord's prayer is rich with symbolism and deep meaning, pointing to God's sovereignty and how it must be honored. One of these deep truths is God's reiterating to us that what he has done today, he did yesterday. That he is, a, he is God yesterday, today, and forever. But his desire is for us to show him a deep appreciation for today. And Jesus says in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Jesus was showing us that new day we pray, this prayer. We are asking and trusting God that he would give us new manna. That through Jesus being the bread of life and living water, the atonement for our sins, we have new manna. That is not physically, but spiritually eaten. But we must be willing to forgive those who have sinned against us to show our appreciation for what he has done and provided for us. Each new day is that daily bread, that all of the blessings of each new day must be gathered up as much as we and our family families need, and that nothing must be left over for tomorrow. Nothing must hinder us 
from the new blessings. And unforgiveness will do just that. Our resemblance of to our older siblings, the children of Israel, come into play when we decide to not appreciate the new day for what it is. Seek to recognize and consume every blessing of this new day, or even seek to take on more in the day than we can reasonably handle, or God did not tell us to take on. We end up transferring these blessings into the new day, only finding that they have become a curse, for we are too focused on what has come before. And this plays out whether we have had a horrible past or a happy past. We find ourselves focusing on past hurts and pains, unable to experience the blessings of each new day. Or we are so stuck on past revelations and blessings that we struggle to receive any new ones in the new day. Yeshua HaMashiach, the anointed salvation, Jesus the Christ, also tells us to be anxious for nothing and not worry about tomorrow because tomorrow's troubles are enough for itself. And this means that our concern should always be for the present moment we are in and appreciative of every second of our collection of the manna for today, just like dwelling on the past. When we are anxious and worried about what comes next, we lose faith in what God has provided for today. We are telling God that even though we can plainly see that he has provided for us, we do not trust he can do it tomorrow. And God tells us that even the animals don't worry about tomorrow because they inherently know God is provider and he has provided. How much more us who are in his image and likeness. We insult God with our doubt about tomorrow. And for this, we must repent. In scripture, the only reason the children of Israel were allowed to keep manna for the future was as a legacy of remembrance for their descendants. A reminder of what God did for them in the wilderness. And our wilderness journey is a testimony to those who will come after us, encouraging our descendants that God is faithful. What God allows us to carry into the future is not for our carnal security. It is for the blessing of generations to come to know, to remember the one true God. For this reason, a good person leaves an inheritance for their children. In Revelations 2.17, it reads, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To, whom, to him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. And I will give him a white stone. And on the stone, a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. So let's confess it. Repeat after me. Lord, I repent of not recognizing each new day as my daily bread and not allowing forgiveness to be my portion by not forgiving those who have sinned against me. Holy Spirit, take away every spoiled day from me so that I have room to appreciate you. Lord, thank you for giving me a heart of thanksgiving to go out into the day of the Lord and gather up all the blessings me and my family need. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, for keeping me from taking on any more or any less. Lord, lead me to teach, to treat, I'm sorry, to treat each new day as though I have never had one before it. Lord, keep me from complaining against you. Lord, keep me thankful and forever grateful to you. Lord, lead me to let go of yesterday easily. Lord, I thank you for delivering me from looking back and becoming a pillar of salt of regret. Thank you that because of you, Lord, I have become the salt of the earth, and I do not lose my favor. Lord, I also realize that if my past days and today are riddled with trials and tribulations and affliction, I know that this is your daily bread for me, filled with meat. The meat is necessary to make me stronger. I grow stronger by holding on to you, trusting you, praising you, no matter what. Lord, as I am strengthened, I strengthen my brothers and sisters, the saints. Lord, with the strength I gain by consuming your manna, I give birth to blessings. And these blessings are not just for this generation, but for generations to come. And my legacy is in Christ. My legacy shall encourage generations to worship Jehovah. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, my sister. Thank you for leading us in that. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, this is our time for uh, testimonies and prayer requests. Uh, so please, I encourage you to please share your testimonies with us. And we be encouraged by them and your prayer requests so that we, we stand with you so that you don't have to stand alone and end up having to speak out of, uh, you know, the, the wrong power of the tongue, right? So please let us stand with you and pray with you and speak life and peace to your life and, and to the rest of us. And if you don't have any testimonies or prayer requests, is, is anyone led to open us up in prayer? Well, since, since Ruta put hers in the, in the chat, I'm not sure if you saw it. Or prayer yeah, requests. I, I, I saw it. Well, I guess uh, if we could just be in prayer for my uh, my wife and uh, her two boys, they're out right now in this negative 24 degree weather. They went out to uh, provide food to the homeless. So that's what they're doing right now. So if we could just keep them in prayer. That their labor, labor of love is uh, successful and that they are kept warm by the power of God as they're out there in this weather right now. I guess my prayer request is for all of our, all of our families and for wisdom and understanding for all of us and what we're going through. All right. I got you, brother. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, so... Does anyone, uh, if you do not have any more testimonies or prayer requests, has anyone led to open us up in prayer? All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just praise your holy name, God. 
Oh God, thank you for this day that you have made that we have been able to rejoice and be glad in it, God, and just be able to receive from you this morning, God. We just praise you. We exalt you, God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are our hope and that you are our strength. Lord God, I thank you, God. I thank you for this enclosure, this garden, God, that you have erected, Lord, to bring your people together, Lord God. We who are the remnants in these last days, that you bring us together, Lord God, just to worship and to praise you, to seek after your face, to walk with you in the cool of the day, God. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Father. You're such a good Father. Always giving good and perfect gifts, God. Thank you, Lord God, for what you brought forth today, Holy Spirit, for leading us into all truth, God, about the power that we have in our tongues. Lord God, that this small member that is of the body is so unruly, so wayward, Lord God, that we do not have to try to control it with the rest of the flesh. We don't. We can surrender the tongue to you, God. We surrender our tongues to you, Lord God, that we have the mind of Christ, that we have a renewed mind, a clean heart, and the right spirit, Lord God, to rule over these mortal bodies, to subdue the flesh, because you have made us one with you, Jesus that we are seated in high places in Christ Jesus. And Lord, you bring us into greater understanding of who and whose we are. That we are not limited to these mortal bodies. That we are not shackled by them. God, this is not it for us. That we have a higher seat. We have a higher dwelling place. That we, we dwell in the, at the mountain, the top of the mountain of God at the right hand of the Father in Jesus. And we are the overcomers. Lord God, I praise your holy name. I thank you, God. I just praise your holy name, God, for blessing the mouths of my sibling and myself, for blessing our mouths, God. That Lord God, in the times that we struggle to speak what is true, what is pure, what is holy, what is praiseworthy, God, you set a guard upon our mouths and a watch upon our lips. And Lord God, that you train, train up, Lord God, our spirit man. Set before our eyes the things that are pure, holy, good, and praiseworthy. Lord, let come into our ears the things that will glorify you, that will give us ears to hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. That we hear your word, that we hear your truth. And we live by them. We dwell in your truth, oh God. We dwell in your majesty. We are raised up by you, God. That the true, our true selves, that we operate by the mind of the spirit. Grow our spirit, man, God, to rule these bodies. Bring humility to our souls, God, that our souls will submit to the Spirit. Thank you, Abba. Thank you for cleansing. Thank you for renewal. Thank you for transformation, God. And God, I praise you, Lord God, as we go deeper into prayer, Lord God, because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We put on new armor today collectively, 
as, as we step in the battlefield of today. We thank you for the armor that we need for today, God. That all my brothers and sisters need, we thank you for those armors, the armors that have been specially made just for them. Thank you for your belt of truth. Thank you for your breastplate of righteousness. Thank you, Lord God, for the helmet of salvation. Thank you for shodding our feet in the preparation of the gospel of peace. Thank you for the shield of faith. Thank you for the sword of, of the spirit. Thank you for your word. Thank you for prayer, God, that prayer is a weapon of our warfare. We pray for the saints all over the face of this earth, God. Those, Lord God, who are struggling right now in their faith, God, empower them with your person. You said you are a, per, a, a present help in time of trouble. And you are the friend who sticks closer than a brother. And, and inspire and empower those saints that are wavering right now, God. Strengthen them. You hold them up. We intercede and pray, God, for them, for their deliverance, for whatever they're going through right now. I pray for those saints, God, that are, that are suffering such immense persecution right now in the Middle East, in Asia, in Europe, that's coming this way to America. I pray for your saints, God, strengthen them. Lord God, having done all to stand, that they continue to stand. Even while watching, even while watching family members fell before their very eyes, they continue to stand. Lord God, that the more they suffer, the more they stand. The more they are strengthened. That Lord God, that those who are their captors, those who are their prisoners, their, their prison guards, those who are hurting them, those who are defiling them, Lord God, that they will bear witness to the, 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 the perseverance and the endurance of the saints, our brothers and sisters that they're persecuting. And Lord God, that it will bring them to repentance. Bring, Lord God, the agents of our enemy to repentance. These human beings, Lord God, that are being used, that have even chosen to be used to persecute your body. Bring them to repentance. Bring the sinners and the unbelievers to repentance. Bring the atheists, Lord God, those who have been fooled to think that they're not worshiping a false God, that they're not worshiping any God, but they're actually worshiping false gods. They're actually, they're actually worshiping false doctrines. They have faith. <laughs> they have faith. They just have the faith in the wrong things. God, bring them to repentance. Bring them to repentance, God. Bring the agnostics to repentance, Lord. Bring those who are worshiping multiple gods to repentance, God. Bring them to repentance. Holy Spirit, who has been poured upon all flesh, bring them to repentance. Reveal yourself to them, Jesus. Reveal yourself to them that they be saved. And that they be used to expose the work of darkness. God, give us this as a good and perfect gift today. Continue to expose what is happening in this world, God. The things that thought, <laughs> the things that were dwelling in the dark places, God. 
thank you for shining your light on these things that they're being exposed to wake up the masses. Wake the people. Lord God, it is not your will that any should perish, nor is it mine, God. Even, even those who have hurt me and scarred me, God, it is not my will for them to perish, for it is not your will for them to perish. Even those who have hurt my siblings, even those who have hurt your saints, God, deliver them from the evil mind. Deliver them, God. Deliver their souls from shield. Lord, I praise your holy name. God, you are so good. And we trust in your goodness. We trust in your faithfulness. Lord, I praise you. I worship you, God. You are so wonderful. Lord, I pray for our sister, Ruta. I thank you, Lord God, that this, for this uh, endeavor that she's about to embark on, God. Thank you, Lord God, for the house that you have built, for the shelter of refuge, God, that you are taking her through a time of humble beginnings and it will not be despised. Then, Lord God, that she worships you and prays you even in this place. Then, Lord God, you are building a mighty house. You are building a mighty house. And Lord God, you said, Jesus, that in your father's home, in your father's house, there are many mansions, God. What is too great then for you, for us to, to give us those mansions for the shelters of refuge and strength? For those who are praying for the unbelievers who are praying for, those who have been neglected that we're praying for, those who have been discarded that we're praying for, those who have been medicated to the point, Lord God, that they can't even think straight, that they will come to these shelters of refuge and strength, God, to be delivered, to receive power, love, and a sound mind because they encounter you there. Those who have been trafficked, those the children, Lord God, that are being abused, even from the from as infants, Lord, deliver them and use what our sister is doing. You're using her to build, to save these people, to deliver them from this evil, evil age, God. Until the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Lord, I praise you. I thank you, Lord. So I thank you for where you're starting her at. I thank you for giving her the strength to run the race. That she will run and not grow weary. She will walk and not faint. I thank you, Lord God, for the laborers that you're sending into the vineyards and into the field to help. I thank you, Lord God, that there will be no self. There is only humility. Wisdom and meekness. I praise your holy name, God, and that all who come and all who labor, Lord God, that they will work in one accord. Work for the glory of God because they love you. They honor you. They fear you. Lord, I praise your holy name. You are so excellent in all your ways. I thank you for my brother Emmett's prayers, God, for all marriages, for all the singles. Lord God, that our marriages be holy and honorable. Our marriages, Lord God, that us as men, we love our wives as Christ loves the church. And our wives, Lord God, that they submit to you, because they submit to you and in turn, they submit to us. 
And Lord God, that there is oneness in our homes, in our unity. That we are a reflection of a marriage to you. I pray for our singles, God, that they are married to you. They realize, God, that the marriage to you, Lord God, it is so much more than a marriage to a person. That they love you with all their heart, their soul, and their mind. And they realize, God, that your love and the marriage that they have with you just supersedes all else. And that they are content until you say it is not right for them to be alone. God, I praise your holy name. God, I thank you for forgiving us. Lord God, from the times that we did things that we did not know what we were doing, we did not have understanding, we were in darkness. The marriages that we have left behind, the relationships that we have left behind, the people we have abandoned, and those who have abandoned us, forgive them. They know not what they do. But know, Lord God, that we have come to learn the truth. We abide in the truth. We abide in the vine. We trust in your word. We hold to your truth, God, and your way of life. We surrender all, Jesus. I pray for those, God, who are struggling in their marriages. In marriages, Lord God, that they're so at odds, God, that you would think that they were enemies. Bring healing to these homes. Bring life to these homes, life and peace. Let your spirit fill these homes. Let your spirit fill the reconnections of father and sons and daughters. Mothers, sons, and daughters, husband and wives. Lord God, let us, let when the world see us, God, bring your people to the place that the world can see us and admire us, that the world will see us and envy us. Lord God, not find us disgusting and dishonorable and laughing stocks, God. They laugh at us. Because of how the church has been structured, the tears that were allowed to be sown in your body. But Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that the tears have grown with the wheat in these last days. And you have sent your mighty angels into the field to rip out the tears and cast them into the fire. That the wheat be brought into your house. I thank you, Lord God, that we will no longer be the laughing stock to the world that they will see us and they will know that we are yours. They will know that our Redeemer lives. They will know that we serve the truth, way, and life, God. I thank you for raising up godly men and women in all sector of this world. Lord God, those who stand for truth, those who stand for righteousness, those who love you, who have, Lord God, who have white stones waiting for them, Raise them up, God, in all sectors, in all areas of this world, God. That more and more people will come to repentance and know that you are Lord. And give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise, God, because you deserve it. You are praiseworthy. Thank you, God. 
thank you, God, for teaching us to use the instruments of our mouths and tongues to worship you and only to worship you, only to bless you, only to praise you, and only to speak what is good. Even if it hurts. Lord, I praise your holy name. I bless you, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and I just rejoice. I rejoice to know that I and we are yours. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. All right, siblings. I love you all. God bless you all. Go in peace and serve the Lord today and speak what is true. Speak life. God bless you, brother. Thank you. God bless everyone. God bless you.